What is up, everybody? Thanks again for joining me for another edition of Bauman's Breakdown. Mike Bauman with you here as always, alive and in the flesh. Thank you so much for tuning into the show. You can also follow me on Twitter. I don't know why I always got to say it like that. I just think it's more fun to say Twitter. Twitter. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at M. Bauman. Or no, I'm sorry. I changed it to my full name. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember my own Twitter handle. This guy needs to get up on his social media savvy. Who is he? You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. That is right. There are several Mike Baumans out there because Mike is probably one of the most common names other than Mohammed on the face of the planet. But I happen to like it. I happen to like Mike. I was supposed to be Colin, but my dad thought that was too wimpy. So thus they landed on Mike. Uh, which means one who is like God. And uh, I tell people that because I have a huge ego. So, yeah, you know, let your brain uh, marinate that for a second. Just kidding. I'm I'm kidding, you guys. I really am. But anyway, Mike V. Bauman on Twitter. The website that you can go to is MikeVBauman.com if you want to look back at uh, stuff that I've done over the years as far as past stories that I've written for Toledo Free Press, which was very instrumental in in my early 20s and mid-20s, helping me get my, uh, my, my teeth cut, so to speak. I don't know why we say that. Yeah, I really cut my teeth on it. You know, Usually you chip a tooth. You don't cut your tooth. I don't know where that saying came from. But anyway, uh, Michael Miller and, and the whole gang at Toledo Free Press were great over the years, so I have some stories up there that you guys can read from the past if you want to look in my archives a little bit. Um, there's also my demo reel from broadcasting work that I did with the guys over at Toledo Sports Network for a number of years. Shout out to Mike Jameson and, and the gang over there. I love you guys. Miss you guys. And uh, you can also check out the podcast on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, type in Bauman's Breakdown, like the page. You know, tell me you think it's awesome. Tell me you think it stinks. I don't care. You know, I really don't care what you think. But I mean, it'd be nice to uh, to know that if you do like the show, that you're following the page and you know, keeping up to date with everything. I don't post every day because I do have a, a, another life outside of this stuff. But I would appreciate it if you, you know, either subscribe via iTunes to the podcast or like the Facebook page. If you follow me on Twitter, that's cool. Um, if you're a band or an artist, you know, anybody wants to get your music out there, just give me a shout. I would love to have you on the show and we will do our best to make that happen. And now that we got the little maintenance stuff out of the way, quick little update. As I mentioned, it's been a busy couple of months. Uh, this week, I felt like absolute crap. Uh, my sinuses are very sensitive, a la the tumor that I had 10 years ago when I was exiting high school. And it uh, just the weather down here is, is a lot different, obviously, than the Midwest. And it's, for the most part, nicer. But you're kind of in the middle of all of these hills and trees and stuff, so the pollen down here is crazy. I mean, you'll actually see like a yellow film start to pile up on your car if you don't wash your car from all the pollen down here. So as somebody who already has sensitive sinuses, it's been an adjustment. And this week, man, it was just like, you know when your nose is stuffed and then you blow it and nothing comes out? It's just like blood and a couple of little wet stuff here and there and you're like what is going on right now so I didn't feel good this week but I feel better now and I'm here now and I've you know done a couple episodes in the past where I kind of talked to you guys about sort of my vision for this whole thing and it's obviously changed over the years and I haven't been able to really build a consistent audience because my life has changed so much and you know, as a guy that has a, a nervous energy as as we speak, I shouldn't really say nervous energy. Uh, just my mind is constantly like a hamster in the wheel. It doesn't really ever stop. And I've, I've really had to like train myself over the years to kind of shut her down when it's time to go to sleep. Um, but even as we speak right now, I'm like shaking my legs. I'm just somebody that's constantly in motion, even when I'm not in motion. But anyway, uh, the, the, the show has changed over the years in terms of when I've posted. Um, I had a new job a couple of years ago after I just initially started the pod, and then I took a break for a while, and then obviously I moved to Nashville. Right, like Halloween was the first full day I spent down here as a Nashvillean. Nashvillean? Nashvillean? We'll say Nashvillean because it sounds cooler. Um, but uh, so, yeah, the, these last, what is that, November, December, January, February, March, these last five months has just been a huge life adjustment for me personally being away from everything and everyone I know back home in Ohio and it's and it's been fun don't get me wrong I've I've really um I've really enjoyed it it's by far the best decision that I've ever made for myself on a personal level you know starting new 
in a new place where I really don't know hardly anybody. You know, none of my closest friends or family are in Nashville, so it was definitely a big adjustment. But uh, the people that have welcomed me with open arms from day one down here, they know who they are, uh, are incredible people, and I'm very lucky. So I do have a family down here, which has been awesome and uh, very unexpected and, and just really cool. You know, it just goes to show you that there are you know, in, in a crazy mixed up world, man, there's still a lot of really good people. So I would not be where I am and who I am without those people and the, the help and the love that they've given me down here. And they know who they are. And I love you guys if you ever listen to this. But so it's been it's been really positive And I've changed the way I've thought about a lot of things. Um, I've broken a lot of old habits and old, uh, you know, negative thought patterns is just really weren't getting me anywhere, you know. So it's felt it's felt really good for me on a personal level to just, you know, make those types of positive changes in my life. And uh, so far, everything's been pretty smooth, man. You know, um, work has been really, and I guess that's what I'm getting at, though, is, you know, work's been really busy in a good way. You know, my, my, my job has, has been going really great. Um, the pace has been picking up, and that's great. You know, I like to stay busy. So um, with that being said, though, you know, when I first started this show a few years back, I, I kind of had I had like a, a part time job and then I kind of had two or three or four other things going on. So I was working like full time hours, but at the same time, I was able to sort of balance, you know, the show and doing the podcast and writing a little bit more because it was more prevalent in my life a few years ago. And now now that my life has changed so much, it, it's it's a little bit more difficult you know, um, in terms of making this the focal point, although I still love doing it very much and, and am going to continue to do it, especially given the music scene in Nashville. It's just, there, it's everywhere down here and it's very vibrant. Um, and, and Toledo is also very vibrant right now where I'm from. It's a, it's a great, great local music scene. I'm going to be back up there next week. I can't wait to go to the show with Tropic Bombs and Hour 24. It's going to be such a blasty blast and see family and friends. I'm really looking forward to it. As much as I love it down here, it's going to be really nice to have a three-day weekend and go home and see some familiar faces and some people that I that I care a lot about. But anyway, uh, so basically, you know, I know I've talked about, you know, the format of the show and kind of come up with a plan. And, and now that I'm, you know, I feel more settled down here in Nashville, now that I, I feel like I'm, I'm getting the reins in at my job and, and things are going well at my job and I love where I work, I love the people that I work with, I love what I'm doing, it's just all really positive, I'm very lucky, very blessed. Um, the show, my vision for it at this point, because of my schedule, is to post a new episode once a week on Sundays. It used to be on Fridays, but with my work schedule, like I said, that's just kind of crazy. Uh, so the weekends are when I'm free. So expect a new episode every single Sunday. And my goal is to have two new artists or bands a month. So, you know, basically in a month you have four weeks. So four shows a month, give or take. Some months are longer than others. But four new shows a month. They're going to be uploaded on Sundays. Two of those will feature an artist or a band of some sort. And the other two is just going to be me. It's just going to be me talking to y'all about stuff that I love musically and uh, stuff that I'm listening to, stuff that I'm checking out, experiences that I've had, my favorite concerts, my favorite albums of all time, my favorite underrated records that I think don't get enough love. So going to be more kind of fun, listy type stuff like that. You know, it works out better for my schedule, you know, because that's, that's been the tough thing about this is, um, you know, I want to keep things consistent and to build a consistent audience. It's, you know, you can't really do that when it's kind of Oh, this week I posted Tuesday, this week I posted Thursday, this week I posted Friday, and you guys are like, oh, you know, and we're in a world where everybody is, you know, accessible 24-7 via their smartphones and multitasking and has got multiple apps open and taking selfies and eating a cheeseburger while, you know, proposing. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy. We do a million things at once. And so if you're checking out a podcast and it's, uh, you know, uploaded a different day every week, unless you're somebody like, you know, Joe Rogan or Adam Carolla, who you just know are going to give you awesome content every week and you're just going to be following it because you're a fan of their comedy, you're a fan of their work. Um, I'm not on that level. You know what I'm saying? So for me, um, you know, with, with just a balance and I'm all about that, I'm all about balance with physical, mental, spiritual well-being, my life, my work. It's balance is, is absolutely uh, where I try to, to live now, you know, so I guess in uh, that regard, you could say I'm a, a bit of a Buddhist. Um, so for me, that's that's the goal. From this point forward, there's going to be a new episode every Sunday. 
I'm going to try my best every month to have at least two shows out of the four that will be new artists or new bands. Um, or, or I should just say, you know, artists or bands. And then the other two will just be me. So uh, if you don't like to listen to me talk, you probably won't want to listen those two weeks. And that's absolutely fine. But if you do, then I suggest you tune in because I still have a lot of friends in the music world and I'm going to try to feature songs on every single one of those shows. So um, that's the nice thing about being at the level that I'm, I'm at and, and doing a lot of stuff with a lot of independent bands is they're usually cool about sharing music. So that's the whole goal. Capiche, capiche. So little recap, little test. New episodes every Sunday. Two with me, two with some bands, and there you go. No more shines, Billy. What? What are you talking about? I come home. I've been gone a long time. No more shines. No more shines. Yeah, you've been gone a long time. I, I don't know if nobody told you. I uh, I don't shine shoes no more. All right, there's your little Goodfellas rant. So, la 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 la. Speaking of new bands, new artists, that's what this show is. This week's episode features a guest that I've had on before in a different band, and also another guy who has played with this dude for a long time. And uh, they're they're both really good dudes. I've known them both for geez, probably like five years now. And they are Steve Dwyer and Nick Archer. Steve is a vocalist slash guitarist slash drummer slash producer. Just a good dude. Very talented musician. Very, uh, very nice guy. Good dude. As as is Nick. Nick is also a very nice, friendly individual. He plays the bass. I slap at the bass, man. Kudos to you if you know what movie that was from. It was a very good movie. It was very funny. Uh, anywho, uh, Nick's also a good dude. Good vocalist as well. Both of these guys you may be familiar with if you're up on your local Ohio stuff and you're sort of more underground, alt metal, hard rock, whatever you want to call it. Once Over. These guys were both in Once Over for a very, very long time. So those of you who are Once Over fans, I hope you dig this episode because you're going to be very informed on what's going on now. And they also both play in Tropic Bombs. Steve is the drummer in Tropic Bombs, and Nick is the bassist in Tropic Bombs. And again, I can't wait to go to that show next week, Tropic Bombs, an hour 24. From what I understand, it's going to be a packed house, and it's pretty much sold out right now. They're not going to have any tickets at the door. So it's going to be a lot of fun at Frankie's back in Toledo. Love that place. But we talked about their new band, which is Star Sleeper. And you guys are going to hear all about that. You're going to hear about how it formed, why it formed, what they're going for as far as the sound of this of this band and just the experimentation and there's just a rejuvenation vibe to this whole thing and it was really cool to catch up with these guys ryan from tropic bombs who's a really really great friend of mine talked to me a little bit about them the last time i spoke with him actually and uh, i checked out the two songs that they have on their youtube page just go or uh, you know google star sleeper all one word and, and you'll find it but um I just loved it, you know. It, it was it was it was familiar, but it was different at the same time. And um, you know, you can hear music, and, and especially if there are people that you know or, or artists that you've been paying attention to, you can hear when something sounds kind of rejuvenated. And I, I really believe that there's a rejuvenation going on with these guys. So I'm really excited to give you guys this conversation. So on that note, I'm going to shut my big yapper and give you guys my conversation with Steve Dwyer and Nick Archer of Star Sleeper. Here it is. <laughs> My feeling on turtles, I think they're very uh, misunderstood creatures, you know. Um, and I think any time I see a turtle, I just automatically assume it's a thousand years old and it's seen all kinds of stuff. Anytime you see a turtle, like a sea turtle? Sea, sea turtles are part of that, yes. So Sea turtle. Yeah, yeah. I think they're all a thousand years old. Do we look pretty badass, like disturbed or something? Um... It kind of looks like a scene from, like, Salute Your Shorts with, like, Ugg or whatever. That's what it looks the dark, like. Afraid of the dark. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, like a throwback. So right, how's so it going, you guys? To an audio, right? Yeah, yeah. No, this this isn't going to be on the actual... Um, this, this won't be on the podcast. It'll just be our conversation. Okay. Yeah, so you don't have to worry about how you look, man. It's cool. Okay. 
Alright, that looks like shit. Because sometimes, sometimes when I just do audio on Skype, I don't know, it seems, it seems to not be as clear as video for whatever reason. That's happened a few times, so usually I'll just do video unless they're just like, hey, that, that's, I'd rather just do audio. I was like, and then I'm like, okay, that's cool. I don't want people to be uncomfortable, so. Cool, man. But I appreciate I mean, what, you. What do you want to do? I appreciate you fellas joining me. Uh, so first, if you just want to tell people your names and who you are in the band, so that way when you when you talk, um, you're not mystery men. That that would be cool. Yeah, great. So I'm Steve Dwyer. I'm the singer of Star Sleeper and Nick. Uh, as he said, I'm Nick Archer. I'm bass for Star Sleeper. <clears throat> Well, I, I wanted to get in touch with you guys because recently uh, your other band I, I did a podcast with, Tropic Bombs, um, mm -hmm. it was very absurd but a lot of fun and uh, <laughs> kind of like it always is. And um, I uh, had heard from Ryan about this new Star Sleeper project, so I checked it out and I really I really dug it a lot and uh, I awesome. wanted, wanted to get in touch with you guys and uh, sort of get the, the scoop if if you will on um how it started because i started thinking isn't this like um like a good 15 years since once over began was that what like 2001 ish so wow um how far back do you really want to go so <laughs> once over was around this time in 2001 it started so yeah man 2001 so whatever that is 15 years so we basically made it 15 years in that band and then um, disbanded in like August of 2015. Um, and most of the members from Once Over started this Star Sleeper project together. Um, and yeah, we've, so we played a couple shows now. We're starting to kind of get the, uh, get the hang of things um, with this new group and just trying to focus on the music and playing some shows, and so it's been pretty fun. So, could I ask what what kind of led to Once Over? Was it just time after after all those years to just move on to something different? Yeah. So, um, it's interesting because it's like if you if to to put it into context, like if you can remember nine eleven, like the day of nine where you were. I always like to tell people this: if you remember where you were nine on nine eleven, like. Once Over was a band before then. So it just kind of like basically half our lives was like were dedicated to that band. And um, at a certain point, we were planning on releasing our seventh record. And after a while, it's like you run out of things to say and to write about, I guess. And you have seven albums, which means that if you play a 40 to 40, 45 minute set you can almost play one song from every album right and then, and then when you're a band for you know a decade and a half you have fans of like certain records in certain eras and you know so one fan might come to one of our shows and be like oh i really like this song they did you know back in 2002 and then we play like one song from that record and they're like oh that was it you know and then the new fan is going like why are they playing this song from like 2002 i don't know what it is so it's like really hard to please everybody at once especially with a 45 minute set and at a certain point you get pigeonholed into a certain sound and and so to write as many records and to progress over 15 years and change as a person and have different things to write about it's really hard to like be kind of like like not forced but really attached to a sound you know that you're supposed to like you, you know you have a guideline a set of guidelines that you're supposed to write within and it makes it really really tough to to like branch out because you always have to be you know making sure you're hitting on those certain you know sounds and certain you know like kind of the brand of once over you have to like adhere to that so if you want to do anything else like it just means that you're either abandoning the old sound like it just it gets more complicated as time goes on and uh, i think it was just time for a change it was like we had played so many shows as that band and it just got like just you know i still like it's still like i love it but um i just after a while you release another once over record and people just go 
oh, it's another once over record, and they just either give it the time of day or they don't, and it doesn't really mean anything. It's just like, oh, it's just another record came out. And really what we wanted to do is kind of like reset and start at the very bottom and not have any, like, there's no, like, direction yet. We don't know where it's going. We just are writing songs because we want to, and we're opening shows. I think another, like, big point of stress is with Once Over, it was like, you have to headline every show, and you have to bring a certain amount of people, and if you don't, that's considered a failure. And it's just like, I mean, 15 years of trying to do that after a while, it's like, man, I just want to like play music and kind of start over. It would be really, really fun. And we've been doing this for 15 years, and it's like, maybe it's time to just kind of like hang it up for a little bit and start something new. So I guess that's how we got there. So is it, is it, is Colin, is he the only one that's not part of this? Yeah. So um, basically, I think what happened is I got like, I got not like fed up, but just kind of like, I just kind of like vented and sent an email to everybody and was like, Hey, you know, like, I don't know about you guys, but if I'm being honest with myself, I'm not getting what I want out of this. Like I'm getting, this more frustrating to me than anything and wrote an email and it's like, you know, we all need to like rededicate ourselves to this. And I just don't think it's going to happen as once over. I just think everybody kind of let it you know, run its course in their lives. And so I said, I'm going to start a new band, um, and whoever wants to come with me can come with me, and whoever doesn't, I'll still kind of do the once-over thing if you guys want to keep doing that, but I'm just going to start a new, new project, something that I feel, like, passionate about. And it was really, like, honest. Like, we're all really, really good friends. It was just a very honest, transparent conversation, and certain yeah. people were like, yeah, I just don't feel it anymore, and nothing against the music or whatever. I just don't feel it anymore. I just want to do some other stuff. And Calm was one of those people. So it's like, he's still like one of our best friends. It's not like, there was no like fighting or anything. It was just like, he was like, yeah, I'm just not really into it as much anymore. And I would be lying if I want to, if like we're starting something new, I'd be lying to saying that I'm like, as you know, balls out inspired to do it as you guys are. So he was like, it's, he's like, it's no big deal. So he kind of resigned, I guess. Um, and then, the four of us were left, but it, like in the very beginning, it wasn't like no one knew who was going to be in the band. Like I knew I was going to be in it, um, but like we all had pretty big conversations starting up. Like, what were the things that we didn't like about Once Over? What were the things that we wanted to do? Um, what did we want out of it? Like, and then we kind of like addressed our personal issues. Like, what do you, you know, what are the things that I do that annoy you guys or the things that you like. So it's just like a very clean slate. And I think that's what you need after 15 years. But yeah, Colin, Colin was just like, nah, man, I just, it's not just, I, I just don't feel it as much anymore. And he kind of, so it was cool. But I mean, we're all still like best friends. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and, and the reason I asked is not to like dig the dirt or anything, but just for people who are aware of, of you guys, I, I know that they would probably notice that just like I did. Um, and I think, I think you bring up some good points too because I think about bands that I really like and my my oldest brother's 34 and we're both huge Metallica fans and he talks to me about that all the time like he's like he's like Mike you ever you ever just look around and go man I don't I you know he goes I'm at that age now where I just I don't want to be that guy that's still talking about stuff from like 30 years ago <laughs> and he's like you ever feel like there's just times where where you look at some bands and you just wish that maybe they would just do something different or they, they would just call it something. Cause like he loves Alice in Chains too. And, and I, I really like their new stuff that they've come out the past couple of years, but he's like, you know, it's not, it's not Lane Staley. I just wish they would just call it something different. You know what I mean? Even though it's still the rest of those guys, I just wish they would call it something different though. You know, two of the guys are dead. And so I, I do always kind of wonder as somebody who's, you know, loves music, but isn't, isn't in a band and has never been in a band, you know, what, what that is like after you've been, so tighten it and and come out with so many records over a course of time what what that dynamic is like you i'll know, tell you what you get like. up there you know so what it's like is you bought clothes when you were a senior in high school and new styles and fashions have come out over the last 15 years and you bought these clothes and you're like still trying to make them work and like still trying to make them modern but like after a while they're just khakis with pleats in them and it's like <laughs> and it's like so you have two options. You either adhere to what you, the clothes that you bought when you were a senior in high school, and you just and you just go, you know what, if people like it, whatever. Or, like most people, you change your fashion over time because it's just what happens, and people evolve, and things evolve. 
and all of a sudden you're not wearing khakis anymore and it doesn't it doesn't even remotely reflect what you were doing 15 years ago and so but in the meantime everybody's looking to you to like wear a certain thing or look a certain way and it's like after a while you just go like wow we're not even if we continued released a record under the name once over this shit if we did really what we wanted to do wouldn't sound like it anyway so it's not like we're doing anything for the brand you know so let's just say we were kids when we started once over you know juniors seniors in high school and now we're grown men you know it's it's a lot's happened a lot's changed we've evolved a lot the sounds evolved a lot it's it it naturally wasn't the same band anymore we were just holding on to it because that's all we knew yeah and i think i think a lot of people one of the things that was bothering me towards the end was like i think a lot of people would write off any new thing we did because if you're in the scene for 15 years you give yourself a lot of time for people to make um generalizations or make a you know whatever they think about you you know you give them a lot of time to create their perception of what you are so if they don't like you it's like oh those guys yeah they're still going blah 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 oh they released a new record who cares right yeah or you have people that really really like you and they go oh man i really really like them and i got into them at this year and like you know now they're releasing a new record and and, and that's awesome, And but I hope it's as good as the record before it, right? And there's all of that. So there's always this thing, and you're giving people 15 years of doing that. And at some point, if you just completely change the name and, you know, that adheres to the new sound and you release something, everybody gives it a fair shake, which I noticed, like, towards the end, it was like, I just don't think we were getting a fair shake on our music. Like, I think, not that it was like it deserves anything or whatever, but um, it's just like, people would hear the name and just go, oh, those, whatever. Like, you know, and it's like, with a new band, you don't have any of that. You're just con- you're just completely rebuilding. So if anybody hears about you, it's the first time they've ever heard about you. Um, and that's actually really refreshing after 15 years because having a uh, perception that you're supposed to adhere to and a certain set of things and guidelines that you're supposed to hit, it gets really, like, more frustrating than it does, you know, fulfilling. So, yeah. Yeah, I what I really liked. I, I think the first, I think the first song I listened to was uh, "This Is Supernatural." I think that was that was the first one I listened to because you guys put a couple up on YouTube, yep. and you get you definitely could hear, you know, you you could hear similarities um, to Once Over, obviously, because that, like you said, that's what you guys have been doing for a long time. But um, right. I really, I I thought that that song had like a really a really powerful chorus. Um, there was kind of moments in there where I thought it was going to go one way and it went another way. And it's, and it just, you, you could hear the energy in, in the music. And, um, I think that's pretty apparent, especially if you've been following a band or, you know, if you've listened to certain types of music, you can kind of hear in it, you know, what, whatever band that you like, where, where you feel like there's like sort of a new, new resurgence of energy, like just to throw out a name. Like I really felt like, um, when uh, Killswitch, when Jesse Leach came back in the band, I felt their last record, Disarm the Descent, you could really hear like a a, re, a resurgence in that group, in my opinion, from the, the self-titled album. And I love Howard Jones. I think he's got one of the greatest voices out there. But compared to those two records, like I, I, I felt like there was definitely a rejuvenation that, that happened there. And it's natural. It's like any relationship in life, right? You have your highs and you have your lows, but... But that's what I really liked about it. And then uh, Ryan was talking to me about when he saw you guys. I think it was at Howard's. It might have been your first show. And he was just talking about like the the live show and what you guys are doing with that as well. So so that's what I wanted to ask you guys about too. Is like um, as as far as this rejuvenation, you mentioned like you got to the point where okay, I want to start something new. How how what was sort of the maybe the the vision for for Star Sleeper as far as like the name and and um, you mentioned you're still trying to figure it out but but taking kind of what you've done already and and making it a little bit different and having the freedom to not worry about like you said you know people people looking at it like oh this is another another once over record now it's something new right um, so when we decided that. We were going to disband as once over. We um, we decided that we were like, well, I wonder if it should get a new name because honestly, we were just thinking like, 
I wonder do whatever we like if we're disbanding once over, then obviously it has to have a new name. But there were there was a point where it was like I wonder if we're going to just keep once over together and just shift stuff around. But um, we had started writing music naturally, anyways, and it was under the once over name. But we weren't thinking about it like that. It was just we were writing new music, and what yeah. ended up happening is it started to kind of have its own take and like had its own theme. And so when we settled on the name once over, it was, or Star Sleeper, I'm sorry. Um, it ended up having this very kind of like cinematic and kind of like futuristic feel. And that was kind of what we wanted to do. It's kind of like, like in the back of our minds, it's kind of like this journey through like space, not like literal space, but just kind of like the universe and whatever that means. And um, it's a lot of things and a lot of emotions at once. And, um, if you go on a huge cosmic journey, it's like being asleep, like you have to go asleep uh, if you're going to like do time travel. It's kind of a reference to Interstellar if you've seen that movie. Um, but then the whole like live show was something that we've always wanted to have like extra lights and like all these crazy syncopations with like all these different feelings and emotions and using color to our advantage. And it's just been really hard from a technical aspect to pull that off. Well, we just decided to bite the bull and do it. So our live show is supported by different lights and lighting structures and um, hazers and fog and, and things that like really create like a 360 experience for when you come and see us. Our entire set is seamless. So the first minute, like as soon as we like go, there's never a break in the set. Like there's interludes and things, but everything is controlled um, and automated to our music so like while we play it's just this crazy experience um and that's been a lot of fun it's just kind of like in the brand of what we're trying to do now so yeah it's been pretty cool and for for this um while you guys were working on this uh what at what point did did mighty white um become part of the picture too like i i remember him from back in the day um i don't know if we ever we may have only met maybe once or twice if we even even met once or twice because toledo free press was kind of one of those things where there were so many people writing and kind of stringing you know um but um i know he has a lot of musical experience and that you guys have done stuff together um and he's got a lot of production experience and is also a talented musician i mean w at what point did he kind of become part of the fold for for this group so we've been working with him since we met him we once over and met him in an interview one time and we became friends and then over the course of the t of time, he's a songwriter. He he like licensed tracks and, and and creates music. He's a composer as well. So me and him would work on stuff together. And then Colin, at towards the end of Once Over, would like he would have a lot going on in his life, and he would be in fire school and all of these different things. And so Mighty would fill in for him. Um, and eventually he just basically became like the sixth member. He wasn't really playing live with us, but he was helping us write and stuff. And so it's just kind of a natural progression that when um, when we shook things up and the cards laid where they laid, like he ended up, he was like, yeah, you know, if you guys want, I'm glad to be in this thing. I'd love to be a part of it. And um, so, yeah, I mean, it was just, it was pretty it was pretty natural. I mean, I've never had something like that be so smooth and just kind of work itself out. So, um, and he's, you know, he's a good guy and he's a good friend. So yeah, it was, he just kind of, it just melted into it. So is it, is it him and Paul playing guitar then? Yeah. So Paul, um, Paul is kind of doing the same thing he was doing in the last band. He's kind of more rhythmic based and that's what he's kind of hanging on to. And then, uh, Mighty's just kind of, filling in the light parts and the and you know the uh more ambient stuff so it's a good mix they play well together and um yeah it's cool to it's cool to be in a band with the guys so do you guys do you guys experiment with tuning steve or do you or do you try to stay in or stay in one because was it was once over was that b or a the guitars so once, over, once over was drop a okay and that's the interesting part because if you start a brand new band you go, well, if this is supposed to be a new sound and everything. But like I said, once over, all the music we wrote, we met everything we wrote. We never tried to be a certain style. It's just who we are. And naturally, as you'd imagine, having four of the same members of that band start a new band, 
generally what we want is pretty similar. Yeah. So the tunings didn't really change. Um, it's in drop A, so it's AD, AD. I think it's a dad gad. So it's in it's a seven string tuning, but we play six string guitars. But yeah, the lowest string is an A. So it's pretty it's pretty low, but it's just something that we've been comfortable with for 15 years, and we know our way around it. It does. The one gripe I have is it will like, um, it does kind of pigeonhole us neat. Like when I go to write tunes in the tuning, it's like there's so many old tricks that you know that you can <laughs> work around. And it was like in the beginning, I was like, oh, I kind of want to really challenge ourselves to do it, but it's just. It's just easier to like write songs and, and we know our way around it so um it, there's a little bit of a trade-off with the tuning but yeah it's definitely it's low drop a it's you know it's pretty thick because you so. guys have always balanced the melody with with the heavy parts too as far as like the choruses and stuff go like recently i went back and listened to um after we got in touch a few weeks ago to set this up i went back and listened to uh red right returning mm-hmm. and uh there's some awesome songs in that record, man. Like uh, the undertow. I, I don't. I don't know why that one grabbed me so much, but I, I like. I can't stop listening. Do you remember which songs? Uh, was it the undertow? Okay. Yep. I really, I really like that one. Um, Against the wind. Obviously, that one was. Uh, I, I remember you guys had played that a few times. The title track. I, I had heard live before, but that. Yeah, that was that was an awesome record. But um, as a singer, I always wondered like what that was like because i've i've heard i've heard different singers say that over the years which i know you started as a, as a drummer too originally once over right but um as far as balancing like the tunings with your voice or or at this point like you said it's just something that you're you're used to you know you know what works and what doesn't work yeah i would say the hardest part about becoming the singer and singing in drop a is <laughs> uh Generally, you set your tunings up around the singer and what they do, and and so what their range is. And I didn't really have a choice. So <laughs> luckily, I was um, Dave, the singer of Once Over before me, was more of like a baritone. He had a little bit of a lower voice, so our ranges crossed over quite a bit. But then I'm I have a little bit more in the tenor range, so um, it wasn't too rough, but. There's things that we want to do in in music, especially with the new band, that my voice just doesn't support it, and it's just kind of like, well, that's what it's going to be, you know. So, but it's cool. I mean, it's like that. I've gotten so used to the A thing that um, really any octaves that I need to go up, if we're if the chorus is an A or something like that, I'm generally a step or two away from my break. So I'm usually pretty comfortable, and I can even go up a little bit from there, like into B. But um, it was kind of a lucky coincidence, you know, so it, it works. But yeah, I mean, when I took over singing duties, that was, um, that was my first record, Red Right Returning, and there's some rough stuff on there. So, but, you know, I was learning. <laughs> but what are you going to do? Hey, man, I liked it. I liked it. Um, <laughs> so for this, for this, I mean, obviously I know that one was really, was really uh, a personal record too. I, you had mentioned it a couple times with the live show, because I, I was kind of, um, I kind of came later on with with Once Over because I met Ryan in 2011 when you guys started Tropic Bombs. And actually, I think that was the story, Nick, where I said you were an ex-Once Over member. Um, Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) Just the way Ryan was explaining it to me, I didn't realize that, that, you know, that like all those other bands were, I I thought, I just kind of assumed, that's where you don't assume as a journalist, I just kind of assumed that that everything was donezo and it was Tropic Bombs now. Um, And I remember, I I think I was joking with you when I saw you at a show, and you were like, yeah, so I guess we found out Nick's not in a band anymore for once over, but that's cool, we like Tropic Bombs too, and I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry! But um, (laughs) but yeah, so um, the first first once over record I actually listened to was, was Nine. And I remember, oh. I remember just thinking, "Oh my God!" And 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 at that time, I had just broken up with my ex girlfriend. So like, was it "You Must Let Go"? That that one really kind of hit home for me. Um, but yeah, that that whole record was really was really awesome too. And I I remember I remember even saying to Ryan um, with both of your guys' band, well, and, and now this one too. I remember saying to him at the time, I was like, "Dude, I I you know." Like I'm nobody. I'm just somebody who loves music. But I I feel like whether it's Once Over or Tropic Bombs, like you guys could probably go open for anybody 
You know what I mean? <laughs> like you could probably go on tour right now and open for anybody. Um, wow, appreciate that. But um, and he told me about the fact that you know this is something you guys do that you love it and you're cool with it being on a local level and obviously. Like you guys mentioned, now with the ages that everybody's at, that that's something that's hard to do. And, and even even for bands who, who do tour constantly, and there's a few local in, in Toledo that do. Um, well, obviously, Citizen, um, um, there's this other heavy heavy band, the Convalescence, that I talked to. I know they tour, and, it, and it's rough out there to do that. And, and I, so I can't even imagine trying to do it when you have kids and stuff. But anyway, I'm ranting. But uh, so yeah, I was I was actually a little later on with Once Over, and then I kind of went back and dug into it. But um, what would you say now with Star Sleeper, Steve? Is like the new stuff that you that you guys want to do with this band that maybe you felt like you couldn't with Once Over? Because you mentioned like the similarities with the tuning. Obviously, you guys have four people from the band previously, and you're making the stuff that you want to make. But but now you have the freedom to do do it under a different name with no expectations. Like what what are the chances that you really want to take with Star Sleeper that maybe you felt like you you reached a ceiling with with Once Over? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, I think a lot of it was how heavy can we make in in Once Over? It was like how heavy can we make the next record? Because if you don't make a heavy record, so like Nine, I would probably say is our heaviest record. And then the record that came after it was White Raven. And White Raven, we even had started to go, do we really have to make the heaviest record possible? Or what? Do, like, why don't we just do what we want to do? But if you do that, then the next record that you come out with isn't as heavy as the one before it. A lot of people feel like that's like a failure, you know? Because once you go to a certain intensity level to back down from there, then it just feels weaker. Yeah. And it's like, and I understand that. But this band... Um, we wanted more singing. We wanted a little bit more singing. Um, and we didn't want to have to make the heaviest freaking thing of all time. We just wanted to make what we felt was true to us. But then another big part of it was really bringing in a lot of like electronic and um, synth elements. And the two songs that we have out now are not really a reflection of that. Um, as after we released the EP, um, the rest of the songs really kind of pick up that the like electronic vibe and like the um, use of synths and keyboards and pianos and orchestras and stuff. So it's pretty cinematic and, and lush feeling. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, it's heavy because that's the stuff that we like to do, but it's a little bit more rock music um, and a little bit more electronic. And then the heavy stuff is like punctuates it. Whereas like in once over, at a certain point it was just like how heavy can we make this part and then that's like and then let's make the entire song heavy and I felt like I wanted more dynamic out of whatever we were doing and again yeah I mean I guess we could have released another once over record but I feel like most people would have felt like it wasn't being genuine to that brand and so if we're not if we're not hitting on those once classic once over things then what's the point you know like why like we're not doing those fans any, you know, justice because they want to hear a once over record. And if we don't, and if we feel like we can only get 40% there, then it's not fair to them, you know? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it was just like a lot more, like we just wanted more singing, a little bit more of a rock feel and a lot more electronic elements. So, so when you're writing for this one, do you are you mentioned sort of that sort of the interstellar spacey vibe, and it's and it's funny you mentioned the cinematic stuff because just as I've gotten older, I found myself I, I find myself more drawn to not even heavy cinematic music, but just like I really love Moonlit Sailor. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. No, uh, I haven't. Uh, they're they're just an all instrumental band. I mean, and then there's ones that I would say you know more familiar like Explosions in the Sky and whatnot, right. but like. Moonlit Sailor, this band Exit Calm. I don't, I don't think they're together anymore. But um, there was a kind of a, a one-off record from. They were called Monstro. I, I and that I really loved. And they just kind of theirs was almost more like a psychedelic '70s vibe. I think they they down tuned the E string to like either B or A, and everything else was like in standard tuning. So it kind of had this chuggy part, but also had like these really melodic, um, like open chord type stuff going on. So. Um, I think the cinematic element is cool, but as you're writing stuff for this, are you more 
is it more conceptual or is it is it more from personal experience? Because obviously in the past with Once Over, you had some stuff that was really personal that, that you wrote, um, like we mentioned with Red Right Returning. But I also felt that there was some stuff on Nine that could have been applicable to, to anybody. Like there were songs on there that I felt like a lot of people could have taken and interpreted in their own ways. So for you on this one, it, how, how has it been as far as lyrically? Yeah, I mean, it's... It's, this is actually probably the most personal record I've written, but it's done in a metaphorical way. So, um, again, going back to like kind of flying through space by yourself and, you know, just doing what you can and, and kind of being alone and written from that perspective. And I think once people hear it, they'll make the connection. But um, it's, it's, the new record is almost like a concept record which is like the first time we I've ever done that and we've ever done that, but it wasn't intended to be like that. It's just every song kept being about the same thing. So um, it ended up working itself out like in that manner. So, uh, but yeah, you know, I'm pretty proud of it and it's, you know, I'm excited for other people to hear it, but yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a concept record in the sense of I'm telling a story that isn't applicable to myself or other people. Like it's very, it's from a very personal place. So yeah, it's like there's no difference from once over in that regard. Nick, I want I want to get you involved a little bit too, man. Um, you know, as the as the the bass player, um, obviously with with uh, Tropic Bombs, I know that's a completely different vibe from once over, and this has some similarities to what you guys were doing before and once over. But what what excites you most about sort of this this uh, this new path and what you guys are doing with Star Sleeper, man? Well. Um... The, the benefit of playing in both bands with two completely drastically different styles while still both being classified in the, the rock and roll, you know, wing of, of music, it allows me to grow and learn uh, new techniques from, what, nine other musicians between the two bands, you know? So it it's developed me as a bass player to, you know, maximum potential if you will while still learning and growing you know it's it's so much more than what i had to offer when once over started than what i have to offer star sleeper so it's it allows me to um take everything i've learned over the past 15 years from playing in you know two three you know two three different bands and apply all that knowledge in a limitless environment there's no predetermined criteria from oh well you guys started your sound based around you know corn and, and the new metal stuff back in 2001 you have to play new metal wrist now and it's like well i've learned so much more i know how to play different styles of bass now i've got different tricks i can do none of those apply to the new metal tone so i was i was too limited you know what i mean i had to write a certain way play a certain way and with star sleeper there are no rules we're starting over it's what sounds good it's the best song we can create not trying to fit everything in the same box you know so uh it's a lot of fun and it allows me to be a lot more creative have a lot more freedom and it opens the door for a more intense um live performance as well because i can play what's comfortable i can write what's comfortable not try and play some really challenging riff that just because it fits the style of music and now i have to stand there like a log on stage <laughs> but it also allows me to play complex stuff where I normally would have to be very simple and just open a chugging the whole time. You know, I can play pretty stuff and, and whatever. So it's, I like it. I like the, the new style. For, for you in the rhythm section, what's it been like to see the dynamic between Paul and, and Mighty is, you know, and, and how they play off of each other? Cause I, I, I got to imagine when you have two guitars, I mean, obviously it's a pretty common format for bands now. Um, I feel like there was a time in the nineties where it wasn't, wasn't as common, but um, having seen two guitarists, the same two guitarists for all those years, what, what's it been like to watch those two play off each other in this group? Uh, it's, it's great because um, Mighty would be the third guitar player that I've worked with in this configuration of, of musicians since we started. Because we had Nate, then it was Colin, now it's Mighty. And each one brings their own element, their own technique, and Paul's been really good at working and adapting and finding a way for both styles to, to shine. You know, it's not just 
oh, it's Paul's lead and everybody else is in the background. It's all about Paul. It's just, it's, it's all about who can play what riff the best, who wrote, you know, who can play it the cleanest, whose guitar it sounds better on. It's, it, the, everybody's equals, you know what I mean? There's no whatever. And um, with, with Mighty, he comes from a whole different realm of music. You know, he does hip hop stuff on the side or whatever, not as an artist, but he produces it. He records other bands. So he's got a really good ear for like the digital stuff and really rhythmic stuff. And, you know, he, he brings a, a, and a pop side to things too. So he brings in a whole new element that we either were afraid to try, didn't know how to incorporate, whatever. And now that we have a whole new brain, it's forcing us to think differently and it's causing us to write better music. That's why I think uh, the Star Sleeper tunes are a lot more um, catchier, a lot more radio friendly, a lot more uh, poppy, if you will, without sounding like uh, like we sold out. It just sounds like we evolved into something that everybody can relate to as opposed to just metal fans or just, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it reaches, there's an element of every song that can reach everybody and the guitars really show that because the guitars are the driving force now and I am more synced to Bruce on the drums as opposed to everybody having their own unique part or everybody playing the same thing. There's a lot of layers going on now. So I think Mighty um, is, a, is a great, um, great addition to, to us as artists. He's got a lot to offer and we're just scratching the surface. You know, we just, just started. I think it's going to evolve into something awesome. What what's like the plan for? You mentioned an EP. When when can people expect, or or when are you guys, or what should I say? Are you guys shooting for um, for this to to come out in, as far as like a full package? So we're probably going to play a few more shows here. I'm looking at probably May or June, kind of wrapping up the first record getting it out there and then playing out the rest of 2016 and in the meantime um working on the next record which we've already started and it's already awesome so we're really really pumped about it so i mean if you're in town uh in toledo or anywhere surrounding areas look us up um we're we're going to be playing quite a bit of shows and I'm really just excited to get out there. We've just been having fun, and it's definitely, you said it earlier, but everything's very much rejuvenated, and there's a new energy, so it's just uh, exciting. So for any old Once Over fans that have checked out Once Over, um, you know, it'll be pretty similar. Star Sleeper is pretty similar to it, so, um, yeah, just give it a shot, and, uh, yeah, we're just excited to play. There you have it. That was Steve Dwyer and Nick Archer of Star Sleeper. Please go check these guys out. Do yourself a favor. If you're a heavy music fan especially, make sure you go check them out. Facebook.com forward slash Star Sleeper. Go follow them there. You can also check them out on YouTube at Star Sleeper. And uh, yeah, I really, I really love these these guys. Uh, like I said, I've I've known I've known Nick and Steve for a long time. We were laughing about the the first story that that I actually wrote on Tropic Bombs. Ryan and I met at a Berry's Bagels back home, which is kind of like a local staple where I'm from. Good stuff. Some of the best corned beef ever. Not as good as my grandma's, but really good. And we met there and we talked forever. And it's it was one of those things where it's like when you meet somebody and you feel like you've known them for a long time, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised at all that Ryan and I ended up being friends because, you know, we have a lot of similarities as far as being introspective, kind of goofy dudes. But at the same time, um, you know, He's a good dude, you know, and and I feel like I'm a I'm I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I hate talking about myself, but anyway, we, you know, we just we had a really good conversation, so you know, it was great that that we've we've become really good friends, and it's kind of crazy to think that, you know, I think he and uh, Mandy's wedding anniversary is going to be in like a month. It's crazy to think that that was already almost a year ago. Time flies, kids. Time flies. But anywho, uh, we talked for a while when Tropic Bombs was getting ready to do their first show. And it's hard to believe that was April of 2011. That was five years ago already. Man. But uh, he was talking about how all these guys had you know, come together from different bands. And, and I was kind of under the assumption, which you know, never assume, that uh, those bands were no more. 
And uh, so I said I referred to everybody who was in Tropic Bombs as X, whatever their previous band was, just to give people who read it, who were familiar with the music scene, just a an idea of who they had played with before. <laughs> and I remember I met Nick and Steve, and uh, they were both joking about how, oh yeah, you know, when when Nick showed up to practice, we were like, oh, I guess you're not in once over anymore. <laughs> So, but anyway, uh, they're both really good guys, known them for a long time, you know, and uh, I, I think, I hope this is a good episode for for those of you who are who are once over fans, you know, and that that was really good to talk to those guys about that because I actually, you know, came on a little bit later with once over, um, you know, it, it was really, you know, I started to really get into the local music scene a lot more when I became a, um, you know, writer for Toledo Free Press and, and was doing, you know, trying to cover the local scene. That's when I started to get a lot more familiar with a lot of the bands and a lot of the people involved in it. And it was a lot of fun and it was a really good, you know, great experience for me on a personal level, just as somebody who's just a nut. I love music. And, uh, so I, I kind of was, was late to the party with once over. They formed, you know, right around the, the turn of the century at the beginning of the new millennium. I think it was 01 to be exact. So, you know, they, they had a 15 year run and put out some really good music. Uh, the first introduction I had to them was actually nine, which I think was their second to last record. Uh, cause white Raven was the most recent, I want to say. Yeah. And nine, nine came out, I want to say like 2010, which makes sense. Cause yeah, they would have been together nine years at that point. And it blew me away when I listened to it. I was like, I, I can't believe, like, I've I've not heard of these guys before. You know, I was really in my shell in high school, man. I really was. I was very, uh, very introverted in my in my my younger teenage years uh, that were awkward, as I'm sure most of yours were as well. Um, but uh, so yeah, I was kind of I was kind of a little bit late to the party on them, and that so I I started with the newer once over and worked my way back. And I remember the song "You Must Let Go." really hit home for me at the time when I listened to it. Um, cause I, I got it, I think in early 2011, it came out right at the end of 2010, I want to say, and I got it in early 2011. So man, five years ago, it's crazy. And, uh, yeah, cause I took a trip to, uh, I remember taking a trip to Cleveland with two of my, my best friends in the whole world, Dave and Chad and, uh, our, our really good buddy. Um, our really good buddy came as well, but, uh, Jake, but I, I remember having that in the car, man. It was just like that that song just hit me at such a visceral level. And then there was like Sniper in the Bell Tower on that one. And, um, oh, my God, Flatline's another one on there. That's really good. Uh, There's just, just a great record. Uh, Nine, the, the title track is, is awesome. So, you know, I, I hope this was a, a, you know, a good episode for those of you who have followed once over over the years. And, and, uh, you know, and I thought Steve and Nick did a good job of really kind of describing where, where they all kind of got to at that point in, in that band. And, you know, and I think you see it a lot, too, with just uh, a lot of bands that are, quote unquote, you know, major label bands or however you want to distinguish it from, you know, bands who do things on more of a local underground level and bands who are doing things on sort of a national touring, whatever type of level. But uh, I think you see that a lot, you know, and, and, and you become an entity and then people expect things and you don't want to let your fans down. But at the same time, you want to experiment, you want to keep growing and moving forward. And I just I think that's in all of our nature as people in general, not just musically. We always you know, we, we want to grow, you know, not all of us, but I think most of us want to, you know, to, to get better and to change and to, you know, experiment. So I think that's what's what's so exciting about it. And you can hear it in the music, too, as you guys will hear once I finally shut up. But, um, you know, there's just, there's, and it's not to say that I didn't, that I didn't like the last once over record. I really loved White Raven, but I I think just from the way these guys are talking about it, and I can't wait to check out their live show, there's just a different feel to this. There's similarities, but it's in a different feel. It's a different vibe, you know, from the name of the group on down. So I I think it's, it's really cool. And, you know, Mighty White being a part of it, I'm really excited about too. We, we may have crossed paths once or twice in person, but I don't know if we ever met officially because, Toledo Free Press had a lot of people writing at one point, and, you know, we all were kind of satellite people, you know, that contributed to the paper, even though we were staff writers, you know. Um, but I always I always respected his writing, and uh, he's a guy that musically, you know, from hip-hop to this type of stuff, you know, which is more heavy music-oriented to his writing, he's a very musically inclined individual. So it's it's it was cool to kind of hear about the dynamic that he's brought to the band too. So so yeah, good stuff, good stuff, all good stuff. So again, you can follow him on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash starsleeper. Check him out on YouTube as well. You can listen to that stuff till your till your heart's uh, complete or whatever. Um, and yeah, 
you know, I hope you guys dug the show. I hope you guys enjoyed uh, the conversation. And I hope you guys have a heck of a week, man. You know, be positive. Love each other. Be good to each other. The world needs more of it. You know, um, yeah, be good to yourself. Treat each other kindly. All those things. All those things. I'm a firm believer in every one of those things that I just mentioned. But be careful who you give hugs to. You know, don't just like go up to random people and give them hugs. You know, not everybody's as warm and kind as you are. So some people might resent a hug. You know, they might they might want to get pushy with you. So I don't suggest hugging people randomly unless you had like, you know, some type of campaign you were doing and you told them, hey, we're giving free hugs. You might want to preface it with that. But people you love, hug them all day. You know what I'm saying? Be touchy-feely. Not like weird touchy-feely, but hey, you know, I love you, dad. I love you, mom. I love you, sis. I love you, wifey. I love you, hubby or baby or boo-boo or bae or whatever you guys call each other. You know, let people know you love them. Let them know you love them. You know what I mean? Um, because the world needs more of it, man. We do. We do some crazy times right now we got to be good to each other we got to lift each other up we got to take care of the people we got to take care of one another so I'm a, I'm a firm believer in that man if you can change your mind you can change your life so be positive anything that's negative deal with it and move on brother or move on sister it's what you got to do that's what life's all about positivity being good to each other being good to yourself discovering what makes you tick and sharing it with the world in a beautiful positive way whether it's music writing drawing filmmaking whether it's you know becoming a nurse or somebody in healthcare that's helping people to help move medicine forward so we can help people live longer happier lives if if you love animals if you just want to help you know habitat for humanity big brothers big sisters all that stuff you know volunteer be good to people treat each other right treat yourself right do kind things for people and expect nothing in return and watch how awesome your life will be as a result of it. And that's kind of something I took from a quote from somebody else and I thought it was amazing. So I'm not going to act like that was my own thing, but I do think that that's very true. Just be good to people and don't expect anything in return and your life will be way better for it, way better for it. You know, go into things with no expectation and just do your best and, and uh, you know, forget the rest as my, my boy Tony Horton would say. That's another reason I've been so tired, man. That dude's been kicking my butt with that P90X3. I tell you what, though, that's legit, man. That's legit. If you can, if you can, like, just eat healthy and uh, commit to something like that, if you're trying to get in better shape, that dude gets you in shape. But anyway, I'm ranting. I got to shut up. You guys want to hear music? You don't want to hear me talk anymore? Facebook.com forward slash Star Sleeper. YouTube Star Sleeper. Thank you, Nick. Thank you, Steve. Thank you for all of you who check out the show. I love you all genuinely. It's crazy to think that there's people in different parts of the world who are listening to this. I don't know who you are personally, but thank you for checking out the show. Thank you for checking out these bands. I feel passionately about them. I love it. I can't wait till the new Star Sleeper stuff comes out. If you're in the Northwest Ohio, Southeast Michigan area, make sure you stay on tap with these guys to see when they're going to be playing because their live show is awesome from what I hear. I can't wait to check it out myself. And I advise that you do as well. So on that note, keep the faith and be kind to one another. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike V. Bauman. Here is This Is Supernatural from Star Sleeper. Peace. This is Supernatural! Drop!